We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, friends. Welcome to Mavs. Oh, I guess it's no longer Mavs Moneyball. It's Pod Mavericks Group Therapy. My name is Kirk Henderson. I'm editor in chief of MavsMoneyball.com. If you didn't know that, well, you know that now. Uh, here's the deal. I have about 30 minutes. The other night I went for two hours because I wanted to talk to folks for a long time because that was a sad game. So what we're going to do here is we're going to fly through some people and as many people as possible. I already got a halfway filled waiting room of folks who have thoughts that want to want to give. So if you remember, if you're in the uh, YouTube comments, go ahead and click on the link that will bring you to the waiting room where you can wait and hang out. And then you can join in here and talk with me for a few minutes and we will see what people's thoughts are. If you're listening on the recap show, or if you're listening on the pod feed a little later, uh, it's about 6:30. The Mavericks obviously fell to the Spurs in a game that, uh, I don't know, really weird. Uh, the Mavericks basically got destroyed from the get-go, but that just kind of shows you the depth, the talent that we were working with on the back end of our bench this season. Coming up first, I see Joseph in the waiting room. Joseph, welcome to the show. What's going on? Hey, Kirk, second time here. Um, good to see welcome you. Welcome back. Hi. Man, I just remember after trading Kyrie, you know, we got wins over the Clippers and Kings without uh, Luca. Mm. I just remember, uh, it felt like euphoria. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, we a team like we were starting to get accustomed to just like, hey, we're going to be in the playoffs no matter what. And then just that's what to today. And you know, we have nothing to look forward to. And then all the rumors of like, oh, hey, if we don't improve anything, Luca's going to ask out in twenty twenty four. And uh, obviously, like, oh, the league's in- investigating us. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I, I read something online, like there was this fan, um, saying like, obviously like, Hey, Luca's not dirt. He's not going to stay obviously for like any dysfunction. And I will say that, yeah, you know, the front office didn't do Luca any flavor, uh, any favors, but you know, obviously Luca isn't blameless, isn't totally blameless in the situation. So, um, I don't know, just, I obviously don't want to. You know, shit on Luca. If he could be a Mav for life, I would. Sure. I would love that to happen. Like just like Dirk. But I, you know, this this one guy that responded to that claim of Luca not being Dirk, he clapped back and basically said, "You know, you're right. He isn't Dirk. You know, because Dirk willed us to fifty win, uh, fifty wins for like a decade. Um, he always came to camp in excellent shape. 
at a new tricks to his arsenal and then he never complained and tried his best to not be a liability on the defensive end. Um, obviously, you know, Luca, I don't think he's just going to give up. You know, I, I believe he, he truly strives to become the best player he could possibly be. But, um, you know, there's definitely some stuff that you got to change. Um, sure. Like, one thing I, I will say, though, is like, if you want to be an all-time great, you got to be prepared for short off seasons because all-time greats, you know, they'll will their teams to deep playoff runs every year. And if you will your team to like a deep playoff run, you're not going to have the desired the desired off season. Yet. So it's really all my thoughts, you know. And obviously, I'm not trying to shit on Luca. Um, like I said, I want him to be a Mav for the day he retires. Um, but obviously, I just you know, we definitely got it. Definitely starts from the front office, but also, you know, a lot of teams take the personality of their leader. So. Well, I, I think that's, and I, I think there's, there's a fair number of, of things that are fair in that, you know, regard, you know, Dirk was not ever really the leader of the team until 2005, 2006. So he had five or six years and Luke has kind of been thrust into it. And I don't necessarily think it's natural for him. I think he'll get there. Cause I don't think he has any other choice. I think the thoughts about him showing up into camp in shape regularly, I think he did that this year, but you know, with how he plays basketball, the Mavericks have to support him a little bit better. I also find myself very frustrated by the NBA, not just the Mavericks, not just Luca, but you know, the Mavericks sat Luca on all those back to backs. Yeah. Luca could have played, and the Mavericks wouldn't have been in this position if he would have played more. It's not like there's, he's oh sorry, sorry, not, no, no, it's it's not like he's an old man. I, I think there's elements to his game where you have to be careful, but Luca's gonna get hurt driving the paint he's not going to get hurt from overuse like so it's it's it, it, it's just kind of an odd thing to me where you'd rest him for games where it's like well he could turn an ankle or get a dead leg at any point it's yeah. not going to be something that you prevent from rest yeah. so that i just i don't know i i hate i i hate i hate resting so anyways that's all i just wanted to say sure having me on man oh of course we're really glad you sir yeah, I mean, there's the the stuff with with Luca is always going to be dicey because number Dirk was a top five player in the NBA. If we're being honest with ourselves, guys, maybe three years total out of his twenty year career. Uh, the twenty eleven off season, he became the best player in the league for a twenty game stretch. But I don't think he was the best. You know, there's a lot you can talk about. So the comparisons are different. But uh, Luca still has a lot he's so good and he still has a lot that he can get better on so i'm looking forward to that okay so uh coming up next is chris hey chris what's up hey kirk how's it going it's a you know a mid-afternoon game not bad the sun's still out and be able to get my kid to bed and hang out with my wife a little bit instead of we gotta uh, think about theo pinson though he had a triple double tonight the developmental potential came through game 82 i was gonna say good riddance to bad rubbish man i don't ever want to see him on our team again uh mm. Yeah, just glad that glad this glad this season's over with. But if you think about it, this draft, right? We ended up keep. Well, I mean, odds most likely we will keep our top ten pick. This would be the year to do. Yeah, right? we have stand an eighty percent chance of keeping the yeah. pick. Yeah, and we've never moved up. I have a pretty good feeling we're going to get the top four. I'm being very optimistic, but if this was going to happen, if this worst case scenario of the season was going to happen. This is this would be the year to do it, right? I mean, I don't know about next year or the year after that, what the draft looks like, but people are saying that the draft looks good coming up. So, so um, my position on that is this: is that they did what they did 
because the chances of being in the lottery were higher than if they hadn't. And I really think that they know this is the last ditch effort to sort of how to, how to keep Luca. I've got a couple of different staffers at Mavs Moneyball that have very different positions on this, where if the Mavericks would have played out the string, showed some level of competitiveness, they go into the off season saying, okay, you know what? We just got to get some guys. We got to figure some things out. And instead Luca and everybody kind of leaves the bad taste in their mouth. Then they have a couple, you know, they get out from under the, the Knicks obligation, which is a, a, a top 10 pick. And then they could move on and figure out what to do with the next two picks that they can trade. If they hold on to this pick, they still owe it the Knicks the 2024 pick. Like the next which, two years, and then after that be two second round picks. Right? That's right. And and it just it really limits optionality. And so my my thought is is just like I, I really think this is the draft to try to go get an asset. Mm-hmm. Um, Nathan says in the chat, next year's draft is supposed to be very bad. I feel like we say that about a lot of drafts. It's that it's not as good as this draft. Yeah. And, and really who, if we're getting that top, if we're getting that 10th pick, we're not keeping it. We're going to trade it and probably get a couple assets, some vets that, that could win now. I don't know who it would be. I don't know which team it's going to be, but I mean, we're probably, I think we got Tim Hardaway Jr.'s uh, stock up a little bit, or he did, you know, shooting the ball well towards the end of the season. I'm pretty sure he's not coming back. I mean, we have. I'm looking at my phone here. We have a lot of unrestricted free agents. I mean, no, the team's going to be very different, as Jason Kidd said. They would re-sign him just because he he's a good fit. I mean, he, I'm fine with him being on the team as a third string. That's fine, third sure. string center. But I just they learned they had to learn this their lesson this year. You can't be starting Dwight Powell the entire year and thinking that you're going to be winning games because that we just learned this lesson now that he can't do it. Yep. Frank Nolakino, Theo Pinson, got it. Just I'm just looking at it, just a, a laundry, uh, big list of players that I just don't want to see on the team. Besides Kyrie Irving, so yep. and even the Kyrie Irving thing. Worst case scenario, if you don't re-sign, we're probably going to do a sign and trade anyway, right? Yep. For a team that doesn't have cap space, that'd be a well. You hope get. that's the hope. I mean, there's so much stuff. Um, it, it, Jose in the chat points out something important. Skin says we're trading the pick for vets because we're in in win now mode. Um, he's, this is so dicey because like we are in win now mode, but I would make the argument that why we're constant, like why we're behind the eight balls because we never draft guys. I just, uh, my, my, my uh, two but, years is, yeah, I, pro- I think the most likely scenario is we're signing Kyrie, yes. but then I don't hope he doesn't go in full psycho mode and just like do weird things. The Kyrie season. experience tends to run its course, but it's more a matter of when. And I think a guy who's getting paid a lot of money to play basketball and hopefully is an environment he likes will continue to play basketball in an environment that he likes. He yeah. seemed happy here. So, or, or another good scenario, like I said, we a team that he wants to go to might not have cap space, so they most likely, I would assume, have to do a sign and trade, and maybe we'll get two or three assets, maybe even some some picks. I guess. What, what would you prefer? What would, what would you rather just keep Kyrie, or would you rather do a sign and trade? get like two or three no idea because i don't know how you value Kyrie. um just because he's a younger i'm sorry he's a smaller older guard and those tend to age like bananas left on the countertop yeah what if he gets injured have ankle problems and he has lots of odd injury history but when he plays it's like oh my yeah i just i just hope they don't mess it up this summer but um really thank you for having all these uh maps uh money ball pod maverick now i really appreciate it it's been it's been fun. I've been looking forward to the summer, just uh, you know, reading all the articles, and hopefully there's more uh, what they call mass party or something. 
whatever you would call it for the summer. Uh, looking forward to it. If you have some more live streams. I will. Don't worry. We'll be doing plenty. Thanks for hanging out. Have a good day. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, so next, just because I talked with him earlier, he was kind enough to bring me on his uh, his own live show. We have Marco, who is in Slovenia and is awake. Oh, so, I'm already here. Yeah, I'm, I'm bringing you up now, my man, because you were you were you let me talk on your show earlier, and I wanted to, to chat with you now. What's up? Yeah, yeah. So, what are we thinking tonight? What are what are your sort of thoughts on everything? We want to hear it. Uh, I just wanted to say something about Luca because sure. obviously I'm more of a Luca fan than a Dallas. Sure. But anyway, I root for Dallas too, of course. Uh, I think uh, what happened this season with Dallas is the best thing that can could happen for Luca. Wow. Okay. Let's hear it. So Luca was the best player on every team he was on maybe except Real Madrid, uh, when he, he was 16 and 17. Uh-huh. So all he did was win. And every team he's been on, he was never a leader. He never dealt with adversity. And also when he was in Dallas for the first few years, Branson helped him uh, keep his emotions in check. JJ Barea was there for, I don't know, first two years. And this year, he was a bit exposed because he is maybe uh, too emotional. And now he has a few months to think about what can he do better, not with his play because uh, he's <laughs> very good, but right. <laughs> about his maturity. Mm. So a little bit of adversity, I think, goes a lot long way toward uh, his matura- maturation, and I think he will come back uh, even better. Uh, so more steady, uh, more upbeat, also after the losses and so on. So that's my two cents. This is outstanding. We've been so grumpy in here for like a week and a half that this is the first kind of. Okay, this is why this might work out better in the long term for Luca, for everybody involved, because it's it's always it's so difficult to issue a level like a fair criticism, Luca, because they he carries so much. Yeah. But if there's a way for you know, not only is it is the rest good for his body because he's been playing basketball basically since the start of the 2021 mm-hmm. season, it's also good for his head. And yeah. 
He's 24 years old. I remember how stupid I was at 24. (laughs) And I can't, I can't possibly imagine some of the pressure that he faces in things that aren't basketball. So getting him, getting himself in a place to where basketball's the thing that's fun is probably the most important thing for him long-term because Mm. he's got another, you know, what is it? World cup this summer. Yeah. So world cup uh, in August and then Olympics uh, next end of August. Yeah. And and so it's another, this will be the last break he gets. This is good. I like Mm. this. I need some positivity. Thank you so much for this. You're welcome. (laughs) Bye. All right. You have a good one. Talk soon. All right. Okay. Coming up next, then we got Oliver and I have about 15 minutes max. So we're going to fly through people. How are we doing? Hey, Kirk. How's it going? I'm, I'm, it's, you know, it's, it's, I'm not doing this at two in the morning. So I'm okay right now. Uh, it's uh, 1 a.m. here. So it's not too bad. Um, I, I, I'll fly through it quickly. Do you think this is finally the summer that they Mavs add Dragic for that leadership role? <laughs> No, do, do you think I think I think Drogic goes to the Miami Heat in a front office role, and we have a whole new thing to think about. Yeah, uh, because uh, the the comment of the guy from Slovenia, Mark. Uh, it, oh, I'm out. I think I, I do. I do agree. I think that this could be good for Luca. Sure. I, I just think having someone like Dragic to mentor him again into this new role would have been a good idea. But I also know that Dragic. Isn't well, the Mavericks good. have to figure out a way to talk to Luca in a way that he hears. I'm not like I feel from what I have talked to different people who are way better sourced than me to a degree. I feel like they've walked on eggshells around him in a way that isn't needed. Mm. He's hyper competitive. You push him. You don't work like arguments and stuff happen. Like we saw some weird shit today around the NBA. And sometimes guys are going to argue. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And sometimes guys are going to (laughs) fight, argue, who cares? Coaches, teams too. Like, you want it like if you let Discord bubble, it only makes everything worse eventually when it does come to light. Like, and that's okay if if you if you if you have disputes and that and it just it seemed like at least during games, games in particular, no one was able to grab Luca and be like, "Hey, snap out of it." Mm. And, and that that I think is a needed element on next year's team. Yeah, which is why we all have been saying get Dragic last three years. Like, um, yeah. But yeah. even he and I. I Marco, I think, could maybe attest to this. I don't during the run, what was it? That wasn't World Cup, it was Eurobasket. He was still doing some of this stuff and people couldn't get through to him then. Like it was, and that was with his, these people that he's played with for a long time. So mm. it's it's difficult. It, it's real difficult. And I think that that, you know, not to frame it in like overly dramatic terms, but it's it's like Joseph Campbell's hero's journey type stuff where you have to go through some struggle. And I really like that thought from Marco because yeah. if Luca is as smart and competitive as we think he is, he internalizes it at some point and says, okay, he, I'm going to do better. He probably needs some like self-reflection on that mm. and look back and think that, no, this is the turning point. Um, and then last out, I've been seeing a lot of people saying, that, oh, the NBA is going to take away our pick. Yeah. For for the singer, that, that that's absolutely ridiculous. It's not happening. The the, the NBA wants Dallas and Luca to do well. Luca, I mean, Luca, well Luca's like last nine technical fouls got rescinded. I'm not, you it, know, it, exactly. <laughs> they they want him to succeed. There's there's more chance that, and I'm willing this into existence. We get a top four pick. We have got to finally move up. We, mm. the, the, we finally. I'm all. Point, let's embrace the gambler's fallacy. Let's do. Let, let's do it. Move up, and then you know what. 
trade that pick to 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 Orlando. Yeah. Uh, and you get Wendell Carter Jr. He's the he's the the ideal center next to Luca. Can protect the rim. Can step out on the perimeter, and he can hit uh, the odd three. I like he's, the Wendell Carter he, take just because his his as a man with glasses. I appreciate how freaking cool he looks. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I, and 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 I think they you know they they've got future picks to to trade as well. They, I mean they've got they're gonna have two lottery picks. Um. So you know they can say you can say. Right, we'll, we'll trade back to, say, the 12th pit where Chicago is. You have this one. Give us a, a future first or whatever. Take THJ. Because THJ's stock's quite high right now. So I imagine they could be. you could talk them into like a THJ for uh, Ed Batans for, for Carter and, and Gary Harris. That's like ideal replacements and picks. Love the take, man. This is good stuff. Thank you. Yeah. Let's go. Let's do it. All right. We'll talk soon. Cheers, Kirk. Cheers. All right, now we have somebody with a really cool name, Hyperion. Outstanding science fiction novel. What's going on? Oh, hi, Kirk. Greetings from Hungary. Hungary, outstanding. Yeah. Welcome. I, it's uh, thank you for joining the show. What What are your thoughts tonight? Uh, long time li- listener, love the stuff uh, you guys are doing in Mas Moneyball, and congratulations to this new channel. I love it. I, I really appreciate to... that try to uh, connect with you for the first time uh, for me this was a massive disappointment of a season sadly i predicted it in in another facebook groups that are luca fans i love luca i love maverick i love the mavericks i loved dirk Nowitzki. i speak german also because of that i always loved German athletes and Novitsky, and because of that, are also fell in love with the Mavericks. He was with us for so Cuban. long, where all of us are part German. So, uh, welcome. What are you thinking? I'm thinking that I don't understand Mike Cuban because he saw that LeBron James left Cleveland for the first time. Mm. He saw leave uh, Kevin Durant, the OKC Thunder, and he had to knew. Uh, after seeing Luca in his second year, that he needs the best people available to do uh, front office stuff, yep, or coaching stuff. Then he hires somebody who he's he seem, who seems to be capable in Nico Harrison, but he was a novice in general manager stuff, and he hires a coach kid who was a fantastic player, but in his uh, former two head coaching jobs, he didn't, couldn't had uh, success every year. Only his first year was strong. His second years were always slightly worse and worse. So I don't understand why you hire a coach that isn't proven winner. Why you hire a, a, a novice general manager when you know you have a young superstar on your hands. And now you are in this predicament that you trade for a player in wood that you couldn't really use, Mm. or your coach didn't want him to succeed. I don't know, but wood didn't play a role that he should have been playing, or he couldn't because the roster was constructed that wood was a fantastic offensive player but the Mavericks had many good offensive players, but very bad defensive player. 
Bullock was a good defensive player, but also, as you pointed out many times, Dorian Finney-Smith and Bullock were worse in defending this season than last season. And we, when you have only one-way players and your roster is construct, constructed like that, then how do you hope to win anything when you are one-sided in every level? Because you know your, that your superstar has also flaws. Every NBA star player has flaws. Giannis has flaws. LeBron had flaws. Every, everyone had flaws. You construct a team that the other role players or other star on the team can cover for your for for these flaws. I mean, LeBron James was mentally not on the top against the Mavericks in 2011. He mm -hmm. scored eight points in one of his game, one, one final. Game. I remember eight it well. Points from LeBron James is nothing. I mean, Giannis needed. Yanis has a center who can rim protect, who can shoot outside, uh, who is intelligent. Yanis has a two-way guard that helps him out. And Yanis has Chris Middleton to win a championship. Yep. Luca has how many all-stars to help him out? It's because they don't value the mid-range guy like Chris Middleton, who is arguably a top 25 NBA player, but doesn't present as such. I mean, to answer your question, and you've heard me do it before, but you're giving me an opening to do it again. I don't think this team understands how to assess talent. And it starts first and foremost with Luka Doncic, because Luka Doncic came in 2019 as one of the best five players in the league, and the, and the Mavericks were not ready for that. And I say that because the, 20, the 2019 offseason, they screwed the pooch because they were saving all of their ammunition for a nonsense run at Giannis Attentacumpo. That's everything boils down to that 2019 offseason and really the trade of Harrison Barnes and that whole team, Luca's rookie year, where they sent everyone away for nothing. Or it, what they sent those players away for, they never ended up using the assets gained. It's very like, it's really pretty. Fr it, it's, I, I, I hate relitigating it, but that's kind of the whole, the whole thing where. Now we they're stuck with this team that has such clear limitations, and we're really hoping for a a a miracle and in, in a top four pick. Yeah, hopefully we get we can get that miracle because as I saw year in and year out, NBA likes to uh, give teams uh, <laughs> high draft picks that need need a miracle. You know, like uh, when uh, before the Anthony Anthony Davis trade, Lakers got a fourth mm -hmm. pick when LeBron James before he went back to Cleveland they got the first pick so hopefully because I think NBA needs Luka to be in the playoffs yep and and do well they wanted to do be magical stuff so so maybe the they rig a little bit the draft for the Mavericks I hope so because I want to see Luka succeed yeah, we'll see. Well, thank you for joining us. Hope you come back during the offseason. I'm going to try to do these at not 11 o'clock my time, which is middle of the night for you. So, oh, no problem. Thank no you problem. so much for joining. We'll talk soon, okay? Thank you. All the okay. best for you. Appreciate Bye -bye. it. And everybody, do me a favor and you know, go ahead and like, go ahead and subscribe. We've had a nice, uh, it's been a week and we got 800 people in here. 
Um, I'm not going to be able to get to everybody. I'm just going to say that right now. My wife is going to have me do put my kid to bed, but I'm going to we're going to get as many people as we can. I'm going to go with names I've not seen in here before. So coming up next is Jordan. Jordan, what's up? Hey, Kirk, what's going on, man? Welcome, welcome to the show. What are you thinking tonight? Um, well, I don't think I've ever watched an NBA lottery draft before. So it's very upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> It's like five. It's 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 a really deflating five minutes unless you're the team that gets the boost. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so this is probably going to be the first one I ever watch and hopefully n- ever watch. But um, I don't know, man. Like you guys have you have to understand that I'm also a Dallas Cowboys fan. Sure. So uh, I'm I'm used to this. This is this is where I'm comfortable, right? So I've learned that just like I watch I watch sports now like it's a TV series like it's already it's already written we just got to watch and wait and see what happens right and so when disappointment happens yeah it sucks you want the team to win you want them to be in the playoffs again to make a crazy run chemistry all that stuff but it just wasn't there it just no. They they need time, man. Like, yeah, we want we want now, now. Everything's now, now, now. And you know, it took Tom Landry, you know, over a decade to get his, you know, to get something going. And you know, a lot of things like this take time. And we live in a time where time is now. And it just let these guys go to the off season let luca mature he's still so young um i just i want to smack him in the back of the head almost every single game like shut up dude shut up but you know he's that's him that's all on him he's got to mature he's got to learn what's important in the game rather than you know ticky tack fouls that aren't being called or even big fouls man people get fouled in the nba every single game almost every play you just gotta play man it's a game just play well the complaints are one thing it's the stream it can't become your defining characteristic on defense you know it can't affect the team and and that was where it went too much Right. And uh, that's what I'm saying. He's just got to play. He just he can't worry about the refs and stuff like that. I mean, you just see him on every single play, like, blow to get back. And I'm just like, you know, like if we could have like if we could have Luca off the ball, like rookie Luca. With how he plays now, then he this team could be just unstoppable with still just him. But, you know, he just stands in the corner, runs and gets the ball, you know, does stuff. He's still insanely good at that, but it's more than that. It's getting the team together, getting the team involved, running around screens and stuff like that, making things happen. Well, if they get a lot of better players, more better. Well, I swear to God, one more thing, Kirk, before I go, I swear to God. If Dwight Powell starts at center this next season, I'm going to quit life. 
Your starting center for the 2023-2024 Dallas Mavericks, Dwight Powell. Everybody get excited. He comes with the building. He's getting his own statue. He's going to buy the team from Mark Cuban one day. I hope everyone understands this. I, I hear what you're saying, though, Jordan. Thank you so All much right. for joining. Yes, sir. Have a good All one. Right. Yeah, we'll talk soon. Okay, uh, I got time for one more, and it's going to be my guy, Ryan. I see Micah and Brandon in the chat. I hope you guys – I apologize for not being able to get to you, but uh, I, I, my wife is, is, is threatening me i'm scared uh ryan give me give me your take and we'll we'll head out kirk yeah thanks man um i'm gonna kind of rapid fire so i know you're trying to go um so first is you know I, i've said before draymond is the ideal luca teammate to kind of uh, he will stay. definitely tell he will definitely tell luca to shut up that is a pretty, and, pretty yeah yeah i think like with that like you know i think Kyrie, what kind of role could he play with luca um i think it's the the interesting thing is like the calmness and the um, like, you know, take him to yoga, get him into some mental stuff. Like I would love to see, you know, chilled out Luca out of Kyrie flow, but without all the craziness. So that's a risk, but um, so that's, <laughs> that's one. And then two was thinking about, you know, um, you know, what's the long-term upside case with Kyrie? Like, why would you give him a bigger, longer deal? And I think you're betting that he's Chris Paul that he's going to have some longevity. Sure, there's going to be some injuries along the way, but he can provide that veteran stability and the occasional highlight reel game to take the team to the next level. So, you know, upside case, I can buy that. I could, I could take it. We're going um, to gonna have a fun one with Kyrie because it's like it's a game of chicken because he needs the Mavericks. The Mavericks need him. Now, what's an agreement you can all settle on? And if he can be better than Chris Paul, that's even better for the Mavs, um, which brings me to my kind of final take is, the Mavs are kind of positioned to speed run this like valley they're in because they've got the two stars in Kyrie and Luca that kind of mirror Chris Paul and James Harden. They can see the path of what worked and didn't work in Houston and build a team to, you know, better meet the modern NBA. And I think like where Houston did really well was flexibility with lineups and rosters and, you know, PJ Tucker at the five they needed to, things like that. But they also had some, you know, glaring weaknesses around shooting variants and reliance on the three and kind of, you know, what do you do in the situations when that gets taken away from you? Um, and if Nico and Mark are smart, which, you know, Jerry's still out, <laughs> but if they can take that, those lessons, speed run a roster revamp, and it's not an additional third star, it's the right role player mix to take what was well, it worked well in Houston, but also what didn't work well and kind of, you know, build around that. And, you know, that's where the pick becomes interesting because that could be one of those role players or you just flip that pick for those role players. But like right. that, that vision is what's required. And I think that's what we have not seen to date from the Mavs is what is the vision? What are you trying to accomplish? And what, what you know, how's the roster going towards that vision? Well, we're about to find out. Yeah, totally. That's all. Speed run those takes, but some stuff to you on this summer. Very good takes. We'll talk soon. Okay, man. All right. Thanks. All right. Okay, so very apologetic for the few guests that I got waiting, but I have to go. Uh, as far as scheduling, don't know what I'm going to be doing yet. In my head right now, I want to do one of these shows on Wednesday night where we get people up here. I'll probably have it scheduled in the app. Uh, for those of you who are listening on the podcast, you can join the YouTube channel and subscribe and get the bell notification wherever we go live. I'm probably thinking around this time maybe a little bit later on Wednesday night. We'll see what we're, and we'll, we'll start kind of firing off takes. We got roughly five weeks until the, uh, until what is it? Until the, the lottery, which will be a big one. 
and then between that, I'm I'm just going to behave just in terms of how you guys know. I'm going to behave like we're keeping the pick. The Mavericks have an 80% chance at keeping the pick. So until that goes away, we're just going to act like we're having it, and then we'll address it. Um, Josh Bow and I will probably be regularly doing shows just talking about stuff because there's going to be news that comes out, and Josh and I can't help ourselves. Those will also be live shows, but less participatory on y'all's end. Um, really, I've enjoyed doing this for a couple of weeks. Uh, I hope people come back. I'll probably try to start scheduling guests and thinking out, you know, ab- about what's going on. Let's end with our our tankathon run. That is is pretty important. We've been doing that, and I think we need to keep it up all right so let's go to tankathon for those of you who are listening uh if, if you're just listening for the first time we're over here at tankathon.com and we're going to click to sim the lottery the mavericks are now firmly locked at 10th place thank goodness uh like i said 80 percent chance to keep the pick but we're going to do this once and then i'm going to head out with the for, with tonight's run of the NBA uh, 2023 Draft Lottery Simulator, the Mavericks stay at 10th. The Indiana Pacers actually jumped all the way up to uh, from 7th to 1st. So that's interesting. All right, guys. Excellent show. Thanks so much for hanging out. And we will talk with you guys maybe Wednesday. Uh, but, you know, check your, uh, check your podcast feeds and that sort of thing. Thanks for uh, a great season. And go Mavs. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.